It's time, Fort Wayne. Your sports, your station. It's, it's the, the Sports, sports Rush, Rush with Brett Rush. Covering all the topics that hit a nerve here in the Summit City. Clark, 11 yards, touchdown! Only on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now here's your host, Brett Rump. The greatest, most interesting, most important person of all time. You are Put that work away. Monday is in the books. One down, four to go with this work week. It is the Sports Rush taking you home. I am Brett Rupp along with Adam Lundy. We've got you connected on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line at 46862. Don Fisher, legendary Hall of Fame play-by-play voice of the Indiana Hoosiers will be joining us. Coming up in about 15 minutes. Also, tomorrow I'm on the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Should be uh, playing a little (laughs) Willie Nelson. Uh, But I will be on the road with the Mastodons. And so Glenn Marini is going to be filling in. He sure is. Uh, He will be here tomorrow. And uh, and he'll be uh, taking over 4 to 6 tomorrow afternoon. And then on Wednesday, game day for the Mastodons in Dayton against Wright State, it will be the coach, Shannon Griffith. All right. Back again. Yes, sir. And uh, and then I I I, man, I don't have much to say this week because I'm I'm <laughs> going to be back on Thursday. Oh man! But gone again on Friday. Oh man! Who's here Friday? I think we got Shannon again. Shannon again on little, Friday. Little it double, is double Coach, dip. Coach Griff. Yep, Coach Griff back on Friday because uh, I'll be in Bluffton getting set for doubleheader high school boys basketball sectional action. From uh, Bluffton High School. So Griff will be taking care of things here while I get to Bluffton and get set up. And then we'll have both games from Bluffton in the sectional semifinals coming up this Friday night presented by Parkview Sports Medicine. That means uh, post game is heading to Bluffton. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Always a good time when we get uh, out of the city and get a chance to see some of our community friends. And so this Friday night, join us for the... Parkview Sports Medicine Post Game Show live at the Bluffton Pizza Hut on thirteen eighty The Fan and one hundred point nine FM. I think this this will be the final edition. Oh, it will be the last Pizza Hut of the of the basketball season. Yeah, of the year, of the year, the whole year. We've well, been going to Pizza Hut on Fridays since August. I don't know if we should say the whole year because we'll be back in August. Probably. Well, well I mean the the school year. I get you. I the get school you. year. Yep. The sports calendar. Hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going by uh, the uh, calendar. We're going by the sports calendar, the high school sports season. So, and we've been going since October or since August, and uh, this will be it coming up this Friday. Is this the last chance to get a sick T-shirt? Oh, it is. It is last chance to pick up that awesome custom designed shirt from Old Ford Baseball Company. Logan did such a nice job with that design. It Mm -hmm. is a uh, unique. One of a kind, or maybe one of 20. I'll tell you, I know someone who does have one. Seth Coffing. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. He, he, Seth Coffin, coach of Bishop Lewers, has one of those that he's sporting. I mean, come on. Uh, so if the head coaches are in on it, yeah, I might as well come get yours. And you can, you too can feel like a head coach. <laughs> you can dress like a coach. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, get your shirt this Friday night in Bluffton. We're hoping to see you after the, uh, the big double dip, uh, at Bluffton High School, class 2A. Sectional championship or sectional semifinals. And then uh, we'll be back there on Saturday for the uh, the championship. Yes, sir. And uh, let's see. I, I don't know who's going for the sectional championship, to be quite honest. I don't either. Because I'll have Mastodon's basketball. So <laughs> uh, just tune in and listen and find out. All right. So uh, you can go ahead and put a Sharpie on it. Zach Eady is going to be the National Player of the Year. There's nobody that's even close. I mean, nobody's got the buzz. Nobody has got the numbers. Zach Eady, what a performance against Michigan. He hits 14 of 18 from the field, 7 of 11 at the free throw line. He had 15 rebounds. He drew 11 fouls against Michigan. And he finishes 35 points, 15 boards, uh, and even had two assists. What, what a day for Zach Eady. 37 minutes, 53 seconds. I mean, that's the thing. For a guy his size to play 38 minutes of a 40-minute game, just unbelievable. I mean, he's right there, very close to Braden Smith. Braden Smith played one more minute, played 38-51, and Zach Eady played 37-53. Uh, that that's saying something when your point guard plays the same minutes as your seven footer. He's in tremendous shape, uh, and to hit the free throws and everything, it shows he didn't get tired. Uh, so Zach Eady's locked it up. Purdue wins again. They beat Michigan, and you know Michigan gave them a fight. And uh, you know they're, I still think you know Purdue fans are going to be a little bit nervous because the three point shot kind of comes and goes. But overall for the season. It's been more consistent this year. They've got more guys with higher percentages. They've done the work. They understand exactly what happened when they lost last year to Fairleigh Dickinson. They know that the three-point shot let them down. And they've been in the gym working on it. And that's why you see a team that collectively is hitting about 40% from behind the three-point line. And uh, even though you have some games, I mean, this one is kind of an example they hit 29.2% from behind the three-point line. But I don't think that is uh, an example of what you can expect once they get to the tournament. Uh, I just think it was one of those games where Zach Eady was so dominant that they really didn't need to rely on the three-pointer in this one. They hit 47% overall from the field, 29% from three, only 68% for the free-throw line, but still, 84-76 uh, to 76 win over the Wolverines. And uh, the Wolverines hit 9 of 21. They were hitting three-pointers. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing with Edie. He can dominate you. But his shots are only going to be worth two points. Well, I should correct myself. <laughs> that one shot that he took that banked in was worth three. But uh, don't expect that to happen too often. In fact, uh, yeah, you know, Zach could probably say, my shot got us at 40% on the season. <laughs> But, uh, but, but, but the truth is, you, you know, you get twos, but you still got to defend the three at the other end. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that, that might be the strategy of a Purdue opponent mm -hmm. to just try to launch a bunch of threes and hope if they're falling, you can stick around because you can get three to their two. You might not have a matchup for Zach Eady, but yeah, do the math. 
that's kind of what we've seen, honestly. Some of those smaller teams like Fairleigh Dickinson, that's kind of what they went for. Yep. Um, just looking at the odds, this is actually kind of hilarious. Um, looking at the 2024 Wooden Award favorite, Zach Eady sitting at the top at minus 2,500. Dalton Connect at second place. Would you like to guess his odds? Uh, plus 1,700. I'm going to give you a plus 3,000. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the next wow. highest behind Zach. Eady. Yeah, it's pretty well a done deal, I think. Yeah. Although, even though you're not going to get a huge payout, it might be worth if you got, you know, a little something, something. to. I mean, you're still going to make some bucks if he wins it. Yeah. But you'll have to bet like 100 to win, <laughs> what, 10? I don't yeah, even I don't, know. Yeah, I don't know. That. Uh, minus 2,500. I think you'd have to bet 100 to win... I don't think twenty five dollars. Is it two fifty? <laughs> Cash it in, baby. Oh yeah. I got. I just made two fifty on my hundred dollar bet. No, I uh, I I think that's twenty five thousand. Okay. Okay. I, that, I'm not that's a where the, No, that's where the odds get really tough for me because you know, like I can know the minus one ten plus one twenty. You know those numbers. Because you get a little bit more than your bet or you get a little bit less than your bet. But when you start talking about the 25, I'd have to key in an amount and then see what it says my payout will be. Oh, my gosh. Is what I would have to do. And by the way, I did find out Wisconsin is not a sports gambling state. Oh. Yeah. You're so, uh, a thing very, shut off. very quiet weekend for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It just depends on my weekend would have gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 46862 is Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Questions, comments, suggestions, we always like to hear from you. Um, so we mentioned this earlier. Trine had a, uh, what ultimately led to a successful weekend. Uh, the men got to the championship. The women also advanced to the championship in the conference tournaments. And the men fell at home to hope. Very tough game. And so uh, Trine did not claim the uh, the nets. They didn't get to cut down the nets, but they did claim home court for the first two rounds of the NCAA Division Three tournament. Of course, the ultimate goal for every team in this D3 tournament is to end up in Fort Wayne at the Coliseum where they host the semifinals and championship game of the NCAA Division Three national tournament. Coming up on Friday, Trine will play Font Bonn. That will be an 8-10 tip-off this Friday at the MTI Center up in Angola. Also uh, in that bracket will be Wabash and Co., and they will play right before Trine and Font Bon on Friday night. The winners will advance and play, I believe, on Saturday. If I'm, I, I think they come back and play the next day. That is correct. Uh, and then the women will play Gustavus Adolphus. Is that right? You got it. <laughs> um, and uh, everybody knows they're the Fighting Gustafsons. <laughs> the Gustafsons. <laughs> well, I don't know what they are. Oh, um, my gosh. The Gusties, the Fighting Gusties. You told me the last they're the, hour. They're the Golden Gusties. The Golden Gusties, okay. And their mascot is Gus the Lion. Okay, so there, so, you go. So there we are. We've just learned a little bit of very needless and useless information. <laughs> but they will be playing as well. Did we ever figure out where, when for the women? Not yet. I got Did, that. Didn't we, get to that. We'll try to get that to you in the next segment. Well, no, we won't because we got Don Fisher. <laughs> we'll get it to you before the end of the show. Yes, we will. Adam is going to make a promise. Pinky squared. He's going to tell us uh, who Trine will play. Well, not who they'll play, but where they will play, when they will play with the Trine women who also are advancing to the D3 National Tournament. 
Uh, I did uh, get a chance to see a couple of minutes of FAU. They lost to Memphis yesterday, and I'm getting a little worried about my owls, so I did some research to see where they're at as far as bracketology. Uh, I think they're pretty safe right now. Uh, they should be safely in as an at-large. They're not going to win the American, uh, but, but you know, they're 7-5 and five in quad one and two, uh, but they have two losses in quad four. Mm. That's, that's not good. But fortunately, when you look at the net ranking, I think right now they're like number 37, uh, which should put them in the field fairly safely. But you don't want to start leaving it into the committee's hands. And even though they made that run, and it's pretty much the same team that got to a Final Four a year ago, you can't let up the gas, man. You no. gotta, you gotta win some games down the stretch. They are uh, currently third in the American Conference. I do have where the trying women will play. Oh, we don't even have to wait. We no. got it. We're on it. They are going to be at Wisconsin Oshkosh. Oh wow. Yep. I know that trip. Sorry, gals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. We took uh, six and a half hours to get up to Green Bay. And here's the crazy thing. I've never been on this trip before. Um, it, it, you know, it's a long trip for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to go on the trips more than four and a half hours away. Uh, and that's a joke. I, I really, <laughs> it, it generally has nothing to do with the distance. It's the schedule that, that gets in the way for me. But the fact it was a Friday, Sunday allowed me to go on this trip. Because normally if it's a Thursday, Saturday, I got to leave early Wednesday. That means I'm out of the office Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And uh, it just seems like a very long time away from the office. Mm -hmm. In this case, they didn't leave until uh, mid-afternoon on Thursday. We got into Green Bay late evening, late, it wasn't late night, but it was like 9, 9.30, something like that. But uh, on Thursday night, but... um, the route there, we actually took a sleeper bus, which doesn't have the regular seats. Mm-hmm. And then we got to Green Bay, but because we had to go to the arena for the game and for practice, there was another bus that met us there that was a regular seating bus, which is the bus we then took around Green Bay and down to Milwaukee, and that's the one we took home from Milwaukee. So we actually had two different buses for the weekend. Uh, which I've never experienced that before, but um, but anyway, it it it's a long trip, and Oshkosh yeah. is actually further. Yeah, it's it's north of Milwaukee, uh, south of Green Bay. It's right to the west of Lake Winnebago. Um, yeah, but it it would be about this. I think to travel it, it's going to be about probably at least as long as it is to get to Green Bay. I thought it might take a little longer. 46862, Parkview Sports Medicine text line 46862. High School State Championships, first hour, we had a chance to talk to Bishop Lewer's winning coach, Mark Pixley. Tough one for Eric Thornton and the Norwell Lady Knights. They got down by, what was it, 19 or 20 in that first half? Yeah. Just, it was like, oh, the doors have been blown off. And then here comes Norwell. Uh-huh. Shot after shot, steal. Uh, missed shot by Gibson Southern. Next thing you know, Norwell's getting into it. They eventually get uh, right there at the cusp of uh, getting the lead, but they never really could get over the hump. They just could not break. I, I felt like if they got the lead and ran and could run with it a little bit, they they would totally defeat Gibson Southern. And it's not defeat by winning the game. I mean, defeat them mentally, physically. It would just 
It would be too much for Gibson Southern to overcome. Norwell never could hit that shot, get that possession where they could take the lead. They had opportunities, just didn't work out for them. And unfortunately, Norwell falls short of Gibson Southern when a three-pointer at the buzzer by Kennedy Filling just missed a tad to the right. Yep. Would have sent it to overtime. I think if it went overtime, Norwell was going to be your state champion. But, uh, boy, the heartbreak and the what-ifs. It's just so tough when you're you're not the one that gets to cut down the nets and get the, the state championship trophy. But a great season for Norwell. Nothing to be ashamed of. They had a tremendous run. They got to a place they'd never been before, down in Indianapolis at the state championship. And hopefully that just kind of lays the foundation for more future success. 46862, questions, comments, suggestions. Let us know what's on your mind. That's the Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Coming up next, we've got Don Fisher joining us. This is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. I am Brett Rump along with Adam Lundy. And don't forget, coming up on Wednesday night, it is a midweek showdown in Dayton. Between the Mastodons and Wright State, we've got all your coverage right here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, starting with the pregame show at 645. Remember, you want to be tuned into this because the last time these two teams met, the final score was 106 to 98. These are two high-scoring offenses hooking up in Dayton on the road this time. Should be a lot of fun. That is Wednesday night, 6.45 pregame, 7 o'clock the tip as the Dons visit the Wright State Raiders. Of course, every week at this time, it is our pleasure to welcome to the program the legendary Hall of Fame voice of the Indiana Hoosiers. That is Don Fisher, and he is joining us right now. Well, Don, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a loop to get things started today because we are not going to start with men's basketball. We're going to put that off as long as we can. Uh, we're going to start with women's basketball today. How about that? Terry Morin and the Indiana Hoosiers women's basketball team gets that big win against Iowa. And Caitlin Clark had Clark frustrated, a huge crowd. Couldn't have been any better for uh, Indiana Hoosiers women's basketball on Thursday. No, nope. Terry Morin's done a phenomenal job with the women's program at Indiana, no question. Uh, she's got these kids playing really well. Uh, they're obviously ranked uh, quite high in the top 25. Uh, they've had a really good and successful season up to this point. Uh, they've had a couple of disappointments, like every team that does, but uh, in the big ball games, they've uh, proven that they're capable, and obviously the win against Iowa was a huge one. And holding Clark, I think, what was she, 8 of 25 or 30 or something, whatever it was from a field goal perspective, to, to hold that young lady to 24 points uh, and to win the game going away was really special. And... It was a sold-out Simon Scott Assembly Hall on top of that. 17,000-plus, just a phenomenal crowd for that ball game. Um, And without doubt, uh, this team has a chance to go a long way in the NCAA tournament, but they've got to keep it all together. They've got to keep it in perspective at this time of year because you don't want to get over your skis, so to speak, uh, with your thinking process. Take them one game at a time and play your best basketball, and I know Terry will have them doing that. I have not watched a ton of the women's games. I've seen three or four of them, but you know, here's a note that I've kind of observed with this team compared to last year's team. Last year's team had two clear stars with Berger and uh, the big gal inside. 
and and I this year's team, it's like okay, Berger's gone, and I feel like there's a number of players that were really good role players that fed off teammates, but I think Indiana needs that that second third player to really step up assume that number two role definitively and i'm not sure Scalia's close but i'm not sure they've got one that's really done that well you're probably right um and that's probably what they've been missing in a couple of these ball games that they've gotten beaten in but um I think the Yarden girl, um, the, the kid that, that plays from Israel, I think she is as probably as close to that person you're looking for as anybody. In some ball games, she gets really hot from the three-point line, and she's a big gal. She can go out there and rebound. I, I think she's the one that probably would be the one that you'd like to see stepping up on a more consistent basis because she hasn't been a big scorer in several of these ball games. But she is capable of doing that. She's just the sophomore, so she's still very young in the sense of experience and that kind of thing. Uh, but you're probably right. I mean, they don't have a Grace Berger right now, and I think they've been searching for that this year a little bit. We'll see if uh, we'll see who steps up at the end of the season because they're going to have to have that person when they get into the NCAA tournament. Uh, got a chance too to maybe host that first round. That would be awesome. We'll have to wait and see yep. how that comes down. All right, so let's talk men's basketball. And uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to let Mike Woodson know they're not in the thick of things anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of starting to slip away. They're in a very precarious position now, sitting in that bottom four in the Big Ten standings. What's happening with Indiana basketball? Well, that's like asking me to put lipstick on a pig <laughs> right now because there's no doubt they are struggling. And uh, the struggles have uh, now been five five home games that they've been beaten at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. That hasn't happened in a long time. Uh, without question, the frustration and the disappointment of these losses are starting to uh, see. Uh, you can see those these guys struggling a little bit. And that way, I think the confidence is the thing right now that the Indiana Ball Club has got to regain if they're going to have any chance here as the season comes to a close of uh, even playing well in the Big Ten tournament. And right now, if you look at the schedule, uh, Indiana plays Wisconsin tomorrow night, Maryland at Maryland on Sunday, a team that's gotten better as the season has progressed. Another team that's gotten better as the season has progressed is Minnesota, and that's the game at Minnesota on a week from Wednesday. And then they play Michigan State at home to close out the regular season. These are all games that they are capable of winning if they play some of their best basketball. But we have not seen that of late. They are struggling at the free throw line. Uh, hitting 50-plus percent of their free throws is just ridiculous. Uh, that continues to be a major issue with this ball club. Uh, they, don't, they don't seem to be getting consistently good guard play. I know Mike Woodson has talked about the, the guard issues this year, but they're playing out of position. Trey Galloway should be a three. He's playing the one most of the time. Gabe Cuffs is just a freshman, so you're not going to get a ton from him. Um, and C.J. Gunn has come off the bench occasionally and make, maybe makes a shot or two, but there's no consistency at that other guard spot. And uh, Xavier Johnson's been hurt so much of this season. Obviously, that has hurt this ball club. There's no question about that. It's, that's the reality of it. You can say it's an excuse, but it's also true. And there's a possibility he could get back maybe even this week for one or one or two of these ball games this week. And if not, 
I think there's a good chance he'll be back next week for the final two games of the season. So that may help him. I don't know if it will or not. He missed a month back in December. Uh, got back in the uh, saddle, so to speak, on January the 3rd against Nebraska, played terribly, <laughs> then came back and had a really good game against Ohio State, and then he was just so-so while he wasn't hurt the rest of the uh, time that he was in there before he got hurt again. So I don't know how it's going to play out at this juncture, but I do know this. The fan base is frustrated. Everybody on this basketball team and the coaching staff is frustrated because this has been very disappointing toward the end of the season. And some way, somehow, if you're going to get uh, any wins here at the end, you've got to find a way to turn that around, have some confidence, and find a way to exert yourself energy-wise to win a ball game. And right now, that hasn't been the case of late. And if it doesn't happen, this team could go down and, and down and down, and this thing could spiral totally out of control. What does Indiana have to do to have that positive finish? I mean, you you know, you you could say play hard and all, but I mean, do they have to be above five hundred? Do they have to win uh, two of the last four, three of the last four? I mean, do they have to have some kind of a a run in the Big Ten tournament? They've got to salvage something that they can kind of hang their hat on going into the off season, don't they? Well, I think they do. I don't think there's any question about that. You've got to find some way to build some momentum here toward the end of the season, uh, whether that's a couple of wins this week or one win. or, or If you just get one win to, to change the mindset or to change the, the mentality of your basketball team, things could change pretty quickly. This is still a team that has talent on it, but it, it just hasn't found itself from a, from a practical standpoint of playing consistently well and you've got to find ways to win ball games too and sometimes when that goes away that becomes the biggest problem because you can play a team tough all the way down to the end if you don't make the right plays at the end and if that uh, confidence starts to wane again the next thing you know you're going to get beat so Right now, they've got to find something, and no question. Right, they're going to play. In, they're going to play the first day of the Big Ten tournament if the standings were to right. stop today. So to to end that scenario, you've got to get a couple of wins here at the end of the season, and then you got to hope other people help you out and, and beat the teams that can be knocked out as well. And there's plenty of that. Plenty of those teams out there. This this middle of this pack here is uh, up in the air as far as who's going to be in that first day of the Big Ten tournament. Don, always appreciate you. Can't wait uh, for next week when we will uh, talk more Indiana basketball. I, well, maybe I can wait. I, I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how this week goes, and then I'll decide what my Monday is going to be like next week. Uh, all right, Brett. <laughs> I appreciate you having me, big boy. Have a good one. Talk to you next week. That is Don Fisher joining us here on the Sports Rush. He does it every week with the 15 Minutes with Fish. And, uh, you know, it's been kind of tough. I mean, you try to look for positives, but right now there's not a lot of them with Indiana. In fact, you go two for 15 from three-point range, you're not going to win road games. I mean, you've got to be able to shoot the ball well. you got to be able to take care of the basketball. They weren't horrible in turning it over against Penn State. But when Penn State is hitting threes, 
And Indiana can only hit two of them. It takes a lot of twos and extra possessions, which means you've got to win things like the rebounding battle or you've got to win the turnover margin. And Indiana basically splits those. They don't dominate on the glass. They don't uh, necessarily force a ton of turnovers. And so, you know, your bottom line is you just got you got too many points to make up and not enough possessions to do it. And and that we saw that play out against Penn State, giving up 83 points, getting beat 83 to 74 on Saturday. And Indiana now sitting in one of those bottom four spots in the Big Ten standings. And, of course, we all know that means you play the extra day and the opening day of the Big Ten tournament. We'll take a time out. We're going to come back. Plenty more here on a Monday edition of the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Rush, your daily local sports fix, 4 to 6. Brett Rump, Adam Lundy, and you connected on the Parkview Sports Medicine text line at 46862. Always great talking to Don Fisher on a Monday. Great perspective on what's happening with the Indiana Hoosiers and uh, maybe what's not happening with the Indiana Hoosiers. But right now, I think, you know, the big question is we know where Indiana is at. They don't have an an established great class coming in. They're going to have to do some work in the transfer portal once again. They're probably going to lose guys off this roster. Mackenzie Mbaco, do you think he comes back? I don't know. I I don't see it. Uh, I mean, he's got that free transfer. Now, Khalil Ware would, would have to get a waiver to be eligible because he just transferred in. But... Um, but I think Ware is looking at maybe being a late first, early second. I was going to say he may end up in the NBA. Uh, Malik Renew, he come back. Um, I mean, look at this roster. Gabe Cups will be back. Yep. I don't think Cups goes anywhere. And if he does, that's a real statement as to behind the scenes Mm -hmm. what the culture is like with Indiana basketball. But uh, I guess the question is, do you trust Mike Woodson to be the guy to bring this program back from where it's at right now? I mean, I, it's it's lost too many times. I think Indiana fans are like Notre Dame fans, and they think that Notre Dame just rings and resonates with recruits. And uh, Indiana basketball, it you know, when they come calling, man, you take that call. That's a visit you have to make. And to today's High school kids, that's not a, a place you have to be looking at, um, especially when you're recruiting nationally. Now, it used to be that way, maybe even more so in the state, but I think it's lost a lot of its in-state luster as well, especially with the success that Purdue has had with in-state recruits. I told you the reason when I was uh, when I was growing up, my dad was a Bobby Knight fan, and I was growing up, he sent me to Bobby Knight basketball camp. And so my first interaction with uh, either one of Indiana or Purdue was more with Indiana. But then I was in high school when I played, and one of my teammates got recruited by Purdue, went to Purdue and played, and that's how I kind of became a little more of a Purdue fan. Now, I like to see both teams do well, and it's not like I love Purdue, and that means I automatically can't stand Indiana. That's not me. I like both of them. And I want to see both of them win. I want to see them both be successful. And not only is it, I I think, good for basketball in this area, I think it's good for the show. So I have (laughs) reasons to believe uh, or to to think that way. But the point is, it's that 
connection. You know somebody, they recruited somebody, Matt Painter was at your high school game. And I just think the presence right now of Purdue in this state is stronger than the presence of Indiana. I have to agree. I mean, what's what's exciting about Indiana right now? I mean, uh, that's what? that's a good question. If you're a if you're a senior in high school or a junior in high school, yeah, and, let's and, talk about the sophomores and maybe juniors <laughs> because seniors is too late. That's true. But sophomores and juniors, if you're looking at this team, what makes you want to be a part of it right now? Yeah, I know. I, I mean, the only thing that, that there would be would be perhaps NIL funding, which might be better than other universities, and a chance where you look at them and think, I can go right in and play. They're going to lose guys to the NBA. They're going to lose guys to the portal. I got a chance to go right in and assume a role once I get there. Uh, other than that, I, I don't know. And then what happens is those are the kind of guys that come in for a year. Mm hmm and maybe don't get what they thought they were coming for. And they're not married to the culture. They were married to the opportunity. And so they leave. The guys that end up at Purdue, they're coming in for the culture. They're coming in to be a boilermaker. And it's a lot harder to leave that. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like dating the Instagram model. Okay, probably great for a date or two. But are, is it are they marriage material? And that's what Indiana is getting right now is they're the Instagram model mm -hmm. at best. I mean, they're the ones that think, okay, I can go in there, I can make some cash, uh, big crowds at Assembly Hall, national TV, uh, and maybe I can even get in there and play. But long term, is it where I'm going to be happy for three years or four years of of my transition from being a boy to a man? I mean... Is it a university that I'm going to want to, you know, fight for, you know, have pride in? Yeah, uh, you know, want to win for, uh, yeah. win for the fan base. Or when the going gets tough, do I think about getting out of town? Mm -hmm. Do I just want to get it, get to the end, get to the finish line so I can decide to go somewhere else? Because uh, you, you get a little bit of a sense that's happening right now in Bloomington. Mm -hmm. That there might be guys, and that's why I ask, who's coming back? Because there might be some guys right now that they don't care about the Indiana on the front of the jersey. All they care about is where am I going to make a name for myself at the next university? And, uh, and and so do you trust that Mike Woodson has shown you enough in three seasons that he's the guy? He's the one you want and trust to, to not only have this program drop off after the loss of Trace Jackson Davis, Race Thompson, uh, Miller Cop, and have this program rebound in the future, they're going to lose players most likely, and that's an assumption that is based on nothing more than just a gut feeling. But where does the program go, and who's the right person to lead them there? And I'm not sure it's Mike Woodson. I think the tough decision is going to be for Scott Dolson to maybe have to, to stand up to the trustees and stand up to Quinn Buckner and say, hey, we gave it a shot. It just is not the right mix for our basketball program we have to find different leadership and then the question becomes who is that guy is it dusty may that's the popular name a hey, dusty may I, I i can't give you x's and o's i can tell you that he got into a good situation with a beautiful campus and got a lot of good basketball players to go there when he probably didn't deserve them I mean, it wasn't like they had such a great program that, you know, they could attract the uh, the big name guys out of the portal, etc. But 
he got a group that was committed to one another, that bought into the FAU culture, and they have stuck it out, and they have succeeded. But he probably uh, outkicked his coverage a little bit when it came to the type of athlete that he should have gotten at FAU, and he got more than he bargained for. He got more talent than he probably expected to have, and it's talent that stayed and stuck it out and ended up making it to a Final Four. But can he do that at IU? I think there's some people in the Indiana fan base that have reservations, whether he's going to be able to take over a, a program of this size and this stature and do what he did at FAU. I like him. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, he's a fun guy that has great relationships with his players. I think it would improve the culture, but uh, I think fans would like him uh, as long as he won. As long as he won. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I still think it would be better than Mike Woodson, personally. It's but. like you get a degree. You get a degree from some university uh, in the middle of uh, Kansas. Mm-hmm versus going to Harvard. They're both college degrees, but just because you've got a degree and got a certain GPA out of that, that university in Kansas doesn't mean you're qualified to go and get the same grade and same degree at Harvard. Different schools, both colleges, both universities. But I, I kind of feel like that's what Dusty May would be, but he might be the best one on the list right now of who would take this job, and who would commit to what needs to be done to fix what's broken at IU. Hey, look, Indiana is not the training ground for the NBA. And that's what Mike Woodson's tried to make it. He's tried to make it all about, come here, I'll teach you how to be an NBA player. And in the process, we'll build a great culture and a great basketball team. Well, when guys buy in to that recruiting pitch, that it's all about you and that we're going to give to you, it isn't about that guy giving back to the university and giving to his teammates. No, it's a very selfish approach. And I think that's part of why they've got a culture issue right now at Indiana. 46862, Parkview Sports Medicine text line. Boy sectionals underway this week. Man, oh man. It's that time. They call it Hoosier Hysteria for a reason. We made it. It is uh, tomorrow night. Snyder East Noble and Carol Northside at East Noble to open things up. In 4A, you got uh, Wayne taking on Southside, Huntington North, and Homestead. Those are the games at Homestead in 4A. In uh, 3A at Woodland, Concordia Garrett tomorrow night, Heritage Dwenger, Woodland Leo. The game scheduled for Wednesday night at Mississippi. They will take on Belmont, open it up tomorrow night. And then uh, in 2A, where we will be on Friday, South Adams takes on Adams Central. Wednesday games, Manchester, Whitco, and Bluffton versus Lures. We'll be there for Blackhawk, taking on the winner of South Adams and Adams Central, and the other two winners on Friday night. Uh, and then in 1A, uh, just uh, Lakewood Park, who will be taking on Hamilton. That's a Friday night semifinal at Bethany Christian. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. It is the Sports Rush on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is Joe Tipman, and you're listening to the Sports Rush with Brett Rump on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. You get a text on the Perfect Sports Medicine text line saying that Dusty Mays not the answer. He rode one good class to one great year. I liked him a year ago, but no one else knew about him. But here's the thing about Dusty May and about about FAU. Remember that they have jumped conferences twice over the what, last five or six years. And so they jumped 
uh, in from Conference USA, they jumped into the American Conference, and their competition has risen a level. So don't look at this year's record and compare it to last year because it's totally different competition. For instance, yesterday they lost at Memphis, and that's a solid program, and it's probably better than any program that they were playing in Conference USA. So even though they've uh, upped the, the competition, they still are having a pretty good year, sitting near the top of the American, but not quite where they were a year ago when playing in Conference USA. Uh, coming up tonight, we've got the Matt Painter Show. That is coming up next right here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Also, inside IU Basketball. Boy, this might be uh, appointment listening. 7.05 with Don Fisher and Indiana basketball coach Mike Woodson. Coming up tomorrow, we've got Glenn Marini taking over the hot seat here on the Sports Rush. He'll be in for me as I travel to Dayton to cover the Mastodons Wednesday night against Wright State. Thanks to the guests that appeared on our show today. Bishop Lewers, high school coach, girls basketball coach Mark Pixley, and Don Fisher, legendary Hall of Fame voice of the Indiana Hoosiers with our 15 minutes with Fish. Have a great Monday night. This has been the Sports Rush, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.